That's probably a bit better. Internet. There you go. Did it worked. It picked me up. I'm an internet celebrity. Welcome to fame, my friend. Okay, selling so all those friggin' groupies on Twitter and Instagram. So, uh, basically, what you want to be doing is talking toward the microphone. You want to avoid any hard P's, which are p sounds. Is that just... Well, you know, just... off the, the mic, or...? Yeah, just, uh, delicate your cadence accordingly. And if you're one of those people that errs a lot, try mm -hmm. to do it away from the microphone. I do, I do err a lot. Oh, that's fine, because we can edit around it. When I was doing it with Quinny, the problem we found was uh, he didn't even realise that he put at the end of every other sentences. So I think so. what I found out from watching the Yahtzee stuff is that he discovers all like his own yeah. speech quirks and everything. So he... But everyone's got them, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, I will stop in the middle of a sentence sometimes. <laughs> Project. The louder you are, the, the easier it is to edit. It's going to go through editing shit afterwards. Anyway. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. I think... We should probably have done an introduction beforehand. Wait, we'll, we'll, we'll figure we'll this formula out. Work the introduction yeah, into yeah, it somehow. We'll get the formula out. Okay, so... This is going to be called the Danny Trio Movie Podcast, yeah? That sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Danny Trio podcast. Or, I don't know. Everything else I thought of just sounded really racist in my head then, so <laughs> were, let's not use any of them. You were thinking of something taco-related, right? I was thinking of something taco-related, but it's not really racist because you just own a taco restaurant, so it's like not a not a big deal, I hope. Okay. I really hope he doesn't find out about that and come kill me. Because he could do it. All right, so um, welcome. Uh, my name is Liam, and I am a Danny Trio fan. <laughs> And I'm a transient he found at the bus station. And just along for the ride. Uh, riding his coattails. <laughs> and that is Matt Holland riding my coattails there. So, this is the premise. We're going to lay down the, 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 raw, the, rules, the rules for this right now, okay? So, there are, at last count, I'm going to have to check this as we go here. Hopefully this will stay on. Uh, Danny, I have a working theory that anytime anyone writes a script of a certain quality, Danny Trio shows up first day of filming, nails all his lines on the first take and is home by lunch. I guess people are going to see this listed somewhere. They're going to see me talking about it and go, why have you chosen to do this, Liam? I mean, why Danny Trio? For the exact reason you said, because <laughs> if you write a movie and have some money and ask Danny Trio to be in it, he'll be in your movie. And I find that endearing. <laughs> and sometimes I, I, I get the impression that you don't even have to ask him. He's just there. <laughs> he he's just like, shows up. He's like a genie sometimes, just but, there on the first day. But the like, thing yeah, is, like, he doesn't half arse it either. Yeah, he fucking... shows up in all these movies, puts in a brilliant performance. He is and a, then gets off. He is a good actor as well. He does, Genuinely good actor. He does good work. And as of now, January 2017, he's got 325 credits to his name on IMDb. Nice. And we're gonna get through all of those credits. William Shatner got a good, good few. There's gonna be few there. I, I don't care about those people. I care about Danny Trejo. Okay, I care about so, Shatner a little bit. Oh well, we'll do that the next one. A story we'll go of all three hundred <laughs> entries, right? So there are three hundred entries. Okay, we're gonna focus on the movies, but when we get to a thing that's a TV appearance, if it's one appearance, we can watch that episode. That's fine. Apparently, he's in like. 10 episodes of the Netflix cartoon Puss in Boots I don't want to dedicate that much of my life to the Netflix cartoon Puss in Boots 
So we'll watch one episode of that, get the gist and move on, okay? I can already sort of picture what the gist is going to be there. He's going to be woefully yeah, underutilized. Yeah, and, and there's there's other stuff that's in there. Like he's in like Desperate Housewives or some shit like that, like, which we've definitely got to watch. Yeah, we'll that's watch one be of them. He's in. That's fine. But when it's like him doing a long season arc in something, like we can't watch all his bits of Breaking Bad because then I'm like, oh, we just got to watch the we'll rest of Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad now. You know, we'll just watch the first bit with him in. We'll remember what happened in it because that was awesome. Remember the head and the turtle, and we'll move on to the next thing in the entry, right? I kind of like the idea of jumping into something with no context whatsoever. Exactly. For who these people are. And That's just another reason why I want to do this because, like, as these movies get going on, it's it's like he's a maniac cop too. So, like, if you've not seen Maniac Cup 1, you won't know what the fuck's going you on can't in follow Maniac that Cup rich, two. cerebral storyline. Uh, yeah, he just appears in all, like, like, the third or fourth versions of these movies, and we won't need to know what's going on, because the Danny Trio movies, it'll be just like, oh, there's a guy who's fighting someone, and he's not happy about it, and Danny Trio's in the movie. Great, I'll watch that movie. I'll watch any of these movies without talking about them. I'll probably watch half of them already. Yeah. It's going to be re-feeling myself. genuinely and... enjoyable. They are not, not even in good. an ironic sense. They in, are really good movies. Especially in this fucking day and age of we are so all doomed and things going to go terribly wrong. The Danny Trio movie is the perfect movie to take your mind off that. It's just guys hitting each other and it's Danny Trio. Oh, there are some dramas in there as well. We'll get to them because he does expand his and uh, comedy. He does a lot of yeah, comedy he as well. Comedy. He doesn't take himself too seriously as well. He can. He's got a very good range. I guess the point we're trying to make here is we are not take, making light of Danny Trio in any way. We love Danny Trio. But if we were making light of Danny Trio, we certainly wouldn't <laughs> record it. He's a very scary man. We love and fear Danny <laughs> Trio is what you're trying to say there. Uh, sort of like our relationship with God, almost. <laughs> <laughs> Only slightly more worshipful. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing we need to point out there, um, there are some things that, like there are games and there are movies that weren't released that are on there, like that Poor Boy movie. You know, with like the guy from Hercules. Oh, yeah, it's been, like, remember that. Yeah, yeah, like it hasn't been released. I think you can download it some places, but if we can't find it, then we can't find it. You so know the general I mean? premise is we're going to try and get through every single Danny Trio movie. Yes, and if we can't play like an entire, is in the Scarface game? If we can't play the entire thing, you know, don't don't give us shit because you know <laughs> it's the internet they're already giving us shit we're already. sitting here watching 300 movies we've got stuff to do we're you know we're busy people well it's the, it's the internet there's already someone out there who's <laughs> pissed off about something just ranting away probably threatening to rape us or something okay so that's the uh, the, the general how it's going to be and at the end of these each thing we're going to put it in the what we call the Danny Trio scale which is something we've already established which is is it a good movie is it a bad movie? Is it a good bad movie? Is it a good Danny Trio movie? Because they're, they're separate things all together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Danny Trio is one of those actors who elevates whatever he's in. It's like he can get a mediocre script and do really good stuff with it. Exactly. He's... I mean, I, I enjoy a good bad movie, like a B movie, if you will. And I don't classify Danny Trio movies as B movies. Yeah. I think they're their own entities and you've got to judge them on that one. Okay. okay. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm sure it doesn't, but, you know, first episode, <laughs> we'll get through it. Okay. So, to make the matter even more confusing, we're, oh, another rule, we're only going by the IMDb list here, so, you know, um, Wikipedia's fan-edited, so... I'm, yeah. The first entry on IMDb for Danny Trejo is a Jackie Chan movie that was... Who is another person who is really, really good in almost yes, everything. we could do an old Jackie, Jackie Chan thing on this, but you know 
Like for sure, we're gonna dedicate yeah. our life to Danny Trejo. We've got three hundred Danny Trejo movies to do. It's so this this Jackie Chan movie was made in nineteen eighty three. So it's the first thing on his list because he does a voice of one character on it. And yeah, by the way, if he does a one voice in one movie, if he's in a movie for five seconds, if he's got a credit on IMDb, we're we gonna watch it. it. Yeah, that classifies as we Danny Trejo. On a bound, yes. to do it. But here's the thing: it was made in nineteen eighty three. He did the voiceover in 1995, so his star was a bit elevated by them because there is a point that we'll get to. I think it's around about uh, Conair era where he's like got yeah. a bit more pull to he's him. Recognizable. He plays a lot of henchmen and things. Yeah. and gets one shot in a movie um, and killed. And um, we should probably talk about this when we get to that movie, Runaway Train, which is the next movie in the list because that's where he gets discovered, put in that movie and start making movies from the like the horrible life that he's led up until that yeah. point when he's turned it all around and so. First movie Project of, A of three hundred odd Oof. Project A. Okay. So Project A is a Jackie Chan Samo Hung joint adventure. And there was a third dude in there that we think has gotta be famous. He was his name was on the poster and he kind of didn't make it out of Hong Kong that he was very this Hong Kong. Well, this was like at the point of Jackie Chan's career where he was big enough in in China to do direct his own films, to get his own crew. But he hadn't been over yet to America to do uh, what's it called Rumble in the Bronx was the first one Rumble in the Bronx yeah but he, his first American thing was uh, Cannonball Run 2 2 was that first I'm pretty American sure yes it was the first uh, use of the Chan Man funny side note here you're getting all these facts already he started using the blooper things at the end of his movies because he saw them do it in Cannonball Run Ah, there you go. That's where he got the idea. That's why from. we've seen so many takes of Jackie Chan being hurt <laughs> in horrible, <laughs> nightmarish ways. <laughs> oh my god, there were so many things in that Project A that should have oh been god. in that outtake thing at the end. Though there's a bit where the dude legit falls out of a fucking clock tower. Oh god! And they shoot it from two different angles. Yeah. So he falls they, out of a clock tower twice. They actually show him falling out of a clock tower. He hits some awnings on the way down and kind of like that's literally there's no some tents, no wires, nothing. Just hits some tents on the way down. Dude just hits falls tents. through it. And one of the shots is legitimately him landing on his head. He just lands he on lands his head, on square, his fucking like, like head, a long dodge literally. And then rather than you know. Moving the movie on from there, it, no, it it recycles. He Persia, he Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, his way back up the clock tower <laughs> through editing magic, oh falls again, lands in a very painful but not quite as painful as <laughs> landing on your head way, and then it's oh, get, he gets up and walks yeah. off. And the thing is, like from the the from the shot of him landing, they run into the frame, pick him up, and go back into the dialogue. There's no like, are you okay? If there is, that are you okay? It's part of the dialogue, and they just get on with the movie. Yeah, incredible. I'd like to say, oh, they don't make them like that anymore. But fucking hell, I'm kind of glad they don't, because <laughs> that seems dangerous as hell. He's got to be some kind of Highlander, because he just he lit. I think he legit broke his neck in that, and just <laughs> they just got back off again. But the other boss fight scene of the whole thing was the um, the like the tea room. No, like the 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 boss den. There's always like a boss den. There was a couple of boss den fight movies. scenes. He has the one. He has a fight scene. With the very first, we haven't even discussed what the plot of this is. We didn't. Kind of... Well, that's a good question, Mark, because I don't really know what the plot is. The plot that I could see, aside from all the falling out of clock towers uh... and twatting your head on the floor, and the ridiculously amount of painful stunts that he went through, seems to be. It seems to be set in. I'm not sure the era. And my whole is Hong Kong because he kept calling it the consulate, not the the country. China's not in Hong Kong. 
China Hong Kong is Hong Kong is in China, but it was British owned. It's very. Oh, here we go. Here we okay. go. This is the bit where the internet's gonna destroy us because here comes history. I vaguely know. Well, I had a chat with a friend of mine in a bar who's a massive history buff, and he I taught my ear off about Hong Kong at one point. It was really interesting and fascinating. I don't quite remember when the British annexed it or took it, took it over. But this seems to be around about that time the British were already in charge. There's a lot of guys who sound like Sean Connery. Right, the, 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 like, the a lot point, of old white dudes who sound like Sean Connery running the, the show. The point you've got to make here is like there was three old white dudes. They all sounded like Sean Connery. They all sounded like Sean Connery. One of them legitimately had a golden gun. And that, <laughs> did. that this was before GoldenEye, before GoldenEye uh, the video game. <laughs> I think someone can sue somebody just, for this. There's just old white dudes with like these fucking these old um, mutton chop beards that you don't see anymore yeah. unless they're worn ironically, and they were doing these shitty dumb voices of them the trying really, to be posh. The really some of the hairstyles are amazing. There was a dude actually on my list of notes here that I've got. What did I write down? This was legitimately like, consummate professional. It was. He was had a monk cut, like you know how monks wear oh, their hair, like yeah, a tonsure. Man. Yeah, he had a, he had a tonsure, a monk cut, little bit of chin scruff, and tiny sideburns. And I, I was convinced this is going to be the new top nut. If we, if this, when you start watching this movie, you'll show it to your friends. Oh, this movie's great. Some dickhead <laughs> will pick up that look, and before you know it, everyone will be Some there. Some guy's just going to show up in his local after watching that movie, dressed like that guy, and just be like, "Oh, this is how they wear it all in Soho now." Just a lot of bad fashion choices were made and a lot of shirtless guys just the, running around. A lot of the fashion in this seems to be... They just seem to borrow costumes from a lot of different <laughs> movies because I think I can kind of see why they did it because there's a lot okay. of Victorian headgear plus one guy was wearing a western hat and one of my favourite outfits was a guy in a purple dress. <laughs> he wears his purple dress through the whole movie. It's, prob- it's probably a gown. It's probably really offensive to call it a dress. Yeah, but it's got to be a name. It's a purple... It. it looks like a dress. It's purple. He's also got a beard and a fedora. <laughs> and I, I cannot figure out which part of the internet this dude was meant to be from. It was like... He is Reddit personified. So, theme. <laughs> back to the plot. There is a Jackie Chan's in the Navy. And for some reason, the Navy don't like the police and uh oh the navy are being closed down and now they have to be the police Ugh. so instead of wearing his swishy navy ensemble which was very just, very swish I would have looks watched like a very nice young boy it's basically <laughs> the only way you can describe that outfit he has to now wear the Chinese police uniform which looks like the Chinese army I'm That's guessing like, that might have been like thing. I think it's a lot of uh, well when I was in Vietnam they were, they were all dressed like the army Oh, okay, because right. so, he, he was wearing like the, the stereotypically offensive hat. I don't know. Oh the, yeah, the, the name. You the know cone, what I mean. The internet. straw cone hat. Straw cone hat. Yeah, I, someone's got the proper name for that. I somewhere. don't know why you'd prefer that. Oh, it keeps even. the sun out. I guess it's very <laughs> yeah. hot around there. So the the guys like the first fight scene is like the navy guys having a fight with the army guys, which is which is awesome. It, it looked like something out of an old musical number. Like, <laughs> there was like, a scene where like the... they, they they should have been dance fighting, but they legit just beat the shit out of each other there's a long table with like all the army I keep calling them the army like the, the police dudes on one side the navy dudes on the other so you've got these dudes in green these dudes in white and look posing and it looks like they're about to suddenly start dancing and it looks amazing <laughs> but instead it's just boosh it just it, it is brutal as well it's not even we're laughing because it's you know quite hilarious <laughs> outside of context but some people must have legitimately got crippled in that fight scene it was just in. The, the, like a lot of chairs got broken over a yeah. lot of backs in this whole movie <laughs> like there must be a way to make an easier chair to break over someone's back but at the same time it's breaking but some still, wood over some guy's back even if it was made of like balsa wood or something that would still yeah, legitimately still go, Ooh. 
But like the bits later on when the other fight scene we were talking about in the the boss den, like they just throw guys off a staircase. Oh yeah, and like that's like a good like not a full floor, but it's pretty friggin' tall, you know. And, and that guy just falls off there, and there's nothing to break his fall. There's no net. There's no table to land off of. It's just the floor, and that guy just bounces off the floor. And these are not Jackie Chan who's fallen, who would no, just land just on his head and get up again and do do a funny joke and get right back into it. These it's, are human beings. Not, these are not old gods. school Mick Foley bumps, is what they are. It's just it's Mick Foley coming off. It that's exactly what it is. It's ramp size. It's like the top of the Titantron size, and these guys are just flying off of it. Poor bastards. They don't get nothing to break their fall as well, which... And it wasn't even, like, a soft floor. It was ceramic or some kind of some polished kind of marble or something. So... It's like a hurt. So, uh, Jackie Chan has to join the police, which he isn't happy about. And uh, the guy who's got the uncle character, there's always an uncle character. There's an, uh, I'm pretty sure the uncle character in this was not the doddering old fool character who usually appears in them. He was just the bad guy he was, character. He, he wasn't was the bad guy. Fairly competent as well. At one point, he out Jackie Chan as Jackie Chan <laughs> to put him in handcuffs, which was uh, <laughs> oh the bicycle scene. The bicycle. Oh scene my god, yeah, guys, the internet guys. Internet, just, internet, just, internet. Just, internet. Just you gotta watch, watch the, this bicycle scene. Just watch the bicycle scene because it's just such great Jackie Chan innovation of just like riding through. But lot again, a lot of really hard bumps because they're outside in the friggin' Hong Kong suburbs. Ghettos, I don't know what you're It's just like concrete. It's kind of alleyways. And yeah, and just proper concrete alleyways, and the guys are getting knocked off the bikes by windows opening. <laughs> would have Jackie Chan throwing a bicycle at you, and then you fall on the concrete. That's the bit that I really liked where he kind of puts the brakes on, skids, puts his front wheel under a bowl, and flicks the bowl up at someone. That was pretty badass. Which... The, like One of the more badass things was at the very beginning of the film when he's just riding his bike to work, gets off the bike, and the bike just keeps going, and it goes into the bike rack. And that's just like the first thing. I, I don't know how many the takes it took up. to do that, but wow, that was hella impressive. Um, Interesting note as well, Jackie Chan's character in this film was called Dragon. Oh, and normally, he's, normally he's that would dragon. be overstating it though. This guy's called Dragon, he'd better be fucking tough. And there's Jackie Chan here, yeah, okay. He kind of deserves that that nickname. I'd probably go one further, called Mecha Dragon or <laughs> something. Here's the thing, like, Jackie Chan wrote this with some other guy. Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung directed it. So <laughs> like I was like, some other guy. Sammo, <laughs> we do Sammo our Hung's also in it. And uh, so like, Sammo Hung's showing up to set one day. It's like, oh, Kel, you're Dragon. That's awesome. You wrote yourself as Dragon in this movie that we're also in. In this collaboration that you and me are working in together, Jackie Chan, what's my character's name? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you're just fat. That's your name. <laughs> so Sammo Hung, who, uh, you know, is a, a portly chap, is playing a guy called Fats. And he was and cool with fine. it. That's he fine. Cool with it. Until that guy addresses him as fat, so at some point they goes, "Hey, wait a minute!" <laughs> <laughs> that's just too much. <laughs> you can call me fat all you want, sir. Fatso, that one extra silver, you crossed the line. Fat seems to be like a guy who's his um his mate, but not his mate. He's like uh, he's kind of on he's the, the lovable rogue. Yeah, he's a piece. criminal, and he steals like that stuff. dude in Star Wars Rebels, who I'm not gonna bother explaining any further because I'll lose <laughs> a lot of friends. But you know who I mean. <laughs> but like, he's just like the guy who's he's like working both sides of the table. Isn't yeah, he? he's, like, I think they established at one point that he was in the navy and he got kicked out. Yeah, and he saved Jackie Chan from a firing squad at some point. Okay, I so saying so there there's something to do with guns. That's like a plot point, isn't it? 
some gangsters were buying the guns off some army dudes who were selling them. Is that when they dressed as Kabuki they scuba men? They dressed as Kabuki men. <laughs> Kabuki, Kabuki, Kabuki scuba, scuba men. men. <laughs> Which is a movie in and of itself. <laughs> Kabuki <laughs> scuba. I can't even say it. Kabuki scuba men. Starring Jackie Chan <laughs> and Sammo Hung and, and, and Vin Diesel. <laughs> you would watch it, Internet. You would, because that premise alone, you just want to see what you're getting. You put Vinnie Jones in that, and I'll, I'll and I will pay money for that DVD because <laughs> there's no way that fuck is coming out in the cinema. But I'll buy that DVD. <laughs> I will just pay like a hundred quid for it. Uh, for Vinnie Jones, Vinnie Jones is going to be in some of these movies down the line. Yeah. I think he is in one, wasn't it? Which oh we yeah, because well. we, we've we, seen him we in, in the, the, the Danny Trio movies we've alert. already seen. Foreshadowing for a later episode about Vinnie Jones. It's as well. two hundred episodes down the line. <laughs> no one's going to remember. They go find the guns. When, when did the pirates get involved in this? Because um, pirates the is pirates, a big point of this. They movie. keep mentioning the pirates. They like, mention pirates a hell of a lot, and you only see them like an hour in before the uh, before the big uh, tea room brawl that we talked about earlier on. They have a bit of dialogue about pirates. Like, oh, these pirates! You can't send these clowns to fight pirates. Is a le- legit line from the movie, and I was just like, <laughs> okay. Another movie's just been pitched by this. <laughs> I would watch Clowns vs. Pirates. I'd be terrified if I'd watch it. I'd have to watch it in daylight with, you know, a big stick in case something came out of the screen ring style. So the, the don't want to go looking for the pirates? They, the Navy were well for going to look for some pirates, but then the pirates blew up some of their boats, and that's kind of why the Navy gets shut down, in addition to their general punch him ups with the police we literally just watched this movie and I do not know I just know that there were pirates in it at some point and they were pretty rapey there was a lot of them on one tiny boat that scene with the pirate there's one pirate raid in it one classic you think a movie about where the main villains are pirates would be a bit more foreshadowing and stuff but this was just like out of nowhere a navy boat gets kidnapped by pirates and they they, it looked legitimately like an actual (laughs) pirate attack screaming women were being carried off (laughs) By shirtless men, and then with Alibaba swords. Ali was, um, I think they call them cutlasses. You get them cutlasses. I you can call them Alibaba swords. That's what Charlie calls them. It's good enough for me. Space. <laughs> all our decisions are for man. We eat cat food. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's when Danny Trio shows up. We we notice at some point that hey, Danny Trio's voice has not been in this movie. Yeah, and then they start talking about pirates, and we're like, oh, he's definitely going to be yeah. a pirate. We were, and then the worried. dude shows up. He looks like a cross between uh, that that bad guy from Mortal Kombat, Shao Kahn, Shao Kahn, and Danny Trio. And it's like, oh yeah, he legitimately looks like Danny Trio. <laughs> he's, he's got, got like, the chest Danny tattoos Trio. and stuff as well. It must have been at the point where someone like because ninety five, he's got a bit of clout. Someone goes, this guy looks like Danny Trio. Directly gave Danny Trio. As we've discussed already, Danny, you say his name enough times and you write a script, he'll turn up on Uh, first day of shooting and do a really good job. He'll just be in your movie and he'll give it 110% and he'll be a cool guy that you're friends with forever. And one thing I noticed during the scenes where Danny Trio voices the Pirate King, he (laughs) legitimately seems like a nice dude I was like he didn't seem like a bad guy did he was a pirate king where human reddit the guy I talked about earlier on Gan Fedora shows up and he's trying to prove that Jackie Chan is a double agent and Danny Trejo is just this cool boss guy he's like okay just say what's on your mind is a line from the movie he just says what's what's in a very gentle soothing maternal kind of way and it seems I don't mean to get too too filmy here but well I Follow that statement up with, I watch a lot of cartoons, so I know a good voiceover from a bad voiceover, but it's a good voiceover. He was putting a lot, a lot of the guys who were doing the pirate voices were genuinely doing 
these stereotypical Cornish pirate yeah, yeah, voices yeah, the trying to do Aaron going in yeah. on there even like the guys who were doing the, the English fucking bosses were doing it too much but Danny Trio just was doing him and it worked it, it worked <laughs> for the character it worked really well it, it got across the fact that he was like an okay guy but he would rape and pillage your ship there's a line in it where he's saying he really he loves instilling fear in men <laughs> and he delivers that line like quite like just I uh, just what are you into Danny Trio pirate thing <laughs> oh you know I like bicycling uh, walks on the beach instilling fear in men you know <laughs> you, you, you believe it you kind of think yeah he, this is a scary man so at some point uh, Jackie Chan and the lads who, who only get a name when they get to the to the pirate island <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes into the movie <laughs> they uh, they all show up there and uh, Jackie Chan's in disguise his disguise is brilliant it's pretty in good. Of itself. Yeah, he's got like one of those shit tashes from back in today and a, and a monocle a white blindingly white suit and he, and he, um, he umpires uh, an arm wrestling match in disguise <laughs> and it's friggin brilliant That's I want that as a patent to be hung over the wall in this room <laughs> and then there's this others oh, the pirates kidnapped some people I guess that's a plot point they kidnapped the rear admiral and I the rear admiral I didn't say that quite correctly didn't give it the gravitas it needed and I think a lot of the humour in this comes from a lot of the genuine naval terms like seaman which when delivered by a man who sounds like Sean Connery is just hilarious seaman seaman <laughs> and there's also they make a big deal about the rear admiral being kidnapped and that seems like a sex position but the thing about the sex positions as well, I'm going to go back to the beginning of the movie because there's a really good scene where Jackie Chan is first showing up on his first day of police training and there's, the dude is his police trainer guy who's probably the uncle. I kind of he's lost track of uncle. There's a lot of old people in this that kind of blended together. Yeah. And he's, he's got one of those... Um, it's a riding crop, let's just like... A, a very yeah, yeah. very kinky riding crop and he's twatting Jackie Chan with this thing stand up straight <laughs> sit you know tuck your chest in yeah. and just hitting him that brisket yeah. <laughs> just hitting him with it and it does seem like something someone will be into <laughs> it seems like a sex game it seems like you can only answer me yes or no and if you do anything else I'll hit you and I'll hit you anyway sometimes because you like it you dirty whore I'm pretty sure Jackie Chan said yes daddy at one point in that scene and I'm also fairly certain that that was a surprise to Jackie Chan as well I think that guy just showed up with his riding crop but he was just an improv actor <laughs> just really getting off on this how often am I going to challenging his Dustin Hoffman whipping Jackie Chan how am I going to get off my um my whipping Jackie Chan fantasy. There's only one chance I'm going to be able to do this. Oh, man. So they raid the island. Uh, they get the hostages freed. Uh, there's some kind of double cross. They make a big deal about saving the rear admiral, but yes. when they rescue all the hostages, I didn't see him in there. There was yeah. just... There was a lot... All the, they saved all the women. They kind of left the rear... rear just, that's a really hard thing to say, rear admiral. <laughs> and then they started throwing those fucking hand grenades around as well, so he's... Good chance that guy got blown the fuck yeah. up. They, in the final boss fight scene, hand grenades get tossed about liberally. They are... <laughs> well worded, my friend. They are tossed about with abandon. They're every... It's every other move is tossing out a hand grenade, blowing it's a, something. It's up. a pretty good final fight scene. You judge yeah. Jackie Chan movies by the the, uh, the the depth of the stunt, the for final fight scene. That that was up there, you know. Yeah. It had like good swords, good punching. <clears throat> Guy getting wrapped up in a carpet and then exploded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Danny Trio, Pirate King, who we've established is a genuinely decent boss, aside from all the raping aside and pillaging, from the raping and pillaging, which is a key point that I kept trying to think of when he was being <laughs> genuinely quite interesting and engaging as a character. He gets wrapped up in a carpet. 
and they throw a grenade in after him. They explode him. They explode him. And that's like, this seems a very indignified, undignified way for a badass pirate king to go down. Well, this is turning into a more of a Jackie Chan themed, I think, but like, yeah. to an odd defense, there was no Johnny Trio in this. Yeah. But there again, was a point in there where we were listening to the. That sounds vaguely like it could be Danny Trio doing an accent, <laughs> but we kind of desperately wanted some Danny Trio to be in there. We've both to... seen a lot of Jackie Chan movies as well because we're, you know, red loaded. Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> fine, yeah. All right, fine. We're, we're, we're nerds, we're nerds, and we like Jackie Chan because we're nerds, and we like Jackie Chan movies, and we like seeing Jackie Chan hurting himself while. Well, we don't really run. enjoy seeing him hurt himself, but, you know, we enjoy seeing the full product. Much better put than I, sir. Thank you. <laughs> You watch enough of them, you see like, the themes in there, and like the like the Rumble in the Bronx period is which the uh, the Western audience will be familiar with. There's not much blood in there. It's yeah. it's because he's trying to be PG friendly and stuff. So like it's good to see a bit of blood in this. Like the it's but it's not gory, you know. Like it, it, it landed me. It landed me in the film about pirates. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. It, it had the Jackie Chan movie problem of the Chinese Jackie Chan movie problem of there was one woman in it. Who yeah, had no purpose being there was in a there. A very they needed to put her in. Yeah. Oh no! When uh, with the, the, <laughs> this you, was so good, <laughs> he nearly died. You tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Which bit was this? Was this the uh, carriage scene? Yeah, yeah, or... the, the carriage chase. And uh, they... there's a couple of very quite sexist things that happen. They're, they're chasing Jackie Chan and the lady, and uh, oh, they, yeah. they hide in a shop. And Jackie Chan's like, "Quick, give me your clothes!" <laughs> and she's like, uh, "No!" And he's like, "I'll explain later." And, <laughs> and just rips saying... them off. Doesn't get a yes. Jackie doesn't get Chan informed just, consent. Just, just pulls their fucking dress off. Jackie Chan rips the clothes off that lady, but then he puts them on a doll on on his back and then rides away as as the decoy. And it just looks like like the scenes in Child's Play when they 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 exchange like the good puppet for like the crap puppet <laughs> the midget. for the fight scenes when it's just you know, and it's just them holding the shitty puppet ragging it about, but it's just that lady in a dress. There's a bit where they're running away. This this chase with this woman goes along on for a long time. It's quite a huge part of the movie. This is where the bicycle thing happens as well. Good bicycle action. Yeah. Um, there's a bit. There's two scenes, two separate scenes where Jackie Chan flawlessly tumbles off a high building and is oh just jump, I'll catch you. Which just seems designed to say like oh us men can tumble yeah, down buildings yeah. with a, with reckless abandon and the women folk are daintily trying to hold, hoist up their skirts while not falling off and breaking the neck but if I was in that chase scene I would be much slower I'd be like Jackie slow down Jackie <laughs> Jackie slow down I'd be long gone Jackie don't leave me Jackie the, uh, I remember from my way back when when I was deep into Jackie Chan movies there is one Jackie Chan movie where there's like a girl who kicks just as much ass and he does comment on it in like the DVD commentary as well like this this girl was pretty fucking badass I think well, as the movies Jackie the Chan movies moved on and yeah, they got out of yeah. the 90s and everything because this was the culture at the time there was not as uh, we weren't as aware of sexism as we are now and a lot of this stuff kind of if you watch it back nowadays with today's mindset is quite cringy mm. but I think as Jackie Chan movies went on and moved forward to the like late 90s 2000s they got more progressive and female characters had more more to do more lines aside from being Actually, there's, there's not a lot of like kidnapped princess stuff in Jackie Chan movies that I can remember. There probably there's not, is, and but there's not really much in the t- in terms it's of not uh, stereotypical love in, love interests yeah. either. It's usually just uh, him with a girl. You don't yeah. even see them kiss, apart from like 
what was that last one we watched the Australian one uh, Mr. Nice oh, yeah. Guy yeah like there's a there's like there's one scene where they kiss and that and then like they're hardly even on the same scene together but she then she just get kidnapped so yeah Yeesh. Mr. Nice Guy's a great movie by the yeah. way <laughs> really good that needs that. to be done as well um, but yeah you've got to like look at the, the Jackie Chan concept though like he was like the Beatles over there like yeah they couldn't show him in the scene with a woman for too long because like when he announced his marriage in China someone some girl did throw herself in front of a train oh god that that, that legit happened and like that stayed with Jackie Chan for any, for a while like, yeah. and that marriage didn't work you know so that's been stuck in his brain you know again different culture and we were talking about hilarious pirate adventures before and now it's <laughs> women throwing themselves in front of trains so we've kind of surmised that movie there so it's like Anna Karina I mean I don't really think there's anything else that needs to be covered there is there you check your extensive um, my extensive, that's extensive I've written notes. six pages of notes because full disclosure I've never listened to a podcast before in my life Aww, and I'm bad on microphones so I like to be prepared and have notes and be professional you, you, you know, well, there was no and there was no lulls like there. to keep keep notes and also drink beer while doing it because <laughs> it calms my frenzied nerves chug-a-lug-a-lug uh, what we got here oh there's a brilliant line um Jackie Chan breaks into one of the Sean Connery's I forget which one breaks into their house and is like <laughs> p- pointing out this guy's a coward and he's you know letting the pirates run rampant and this Sean Connery dude, Connery dude is like oh you're right you know you know you can I'll get, permit you to go and take on the pirates what do you need well Jackie Chan says boats and Sean Connery just says with venom and hatred <laughs> no like genuinely no fucking boats Sean you Connery bastard. who is the head of the navy just goes no can't have any boats yeah. And you, you, one of the next lines is, "You'll take all the responsibility for this mission, but then, but none of the fucking boats." It's like, this is like the British military. Just you know, you have to take all the blame and do all the risk to this, but we won't give you any equipment. And if you fuck it up, you're going to die horribly. There you go. Enjoy it, lads. You know, which thinking about it now is quite a legitimate attitude for like a naval commander of the time. I think because <laughs> if we, if it goes well, we take the credit. If it if it fails, then you know this. Chinese dude we hired fucked it up and you know us English people we would never fuck Twinders. up a pirate raid Ugh. there's a decent amount of imperialism in there in general <laughs> but I think that was part of the culture of the time mm. where the British were conquering everything and being general dicks about the world like now where were general dicks about the world without the conquering anything else you want to you want to put in there we need to do like much um, we've, we've gone 37 minutes here that's pretty good that's is that good for a podcast? Yeah, I yeah. Normally like you, you, an hour long. you don't want to do like an hour's worth of like a movie where he's in for five minutes, do you? Yeah. <laughs> We've covered sure, the better. a lot of stuff. So let's go through... Uh, uh, you got all your favourite zingers in there. <laughs> I was writing stuff down. A lot of this stuff won't make sense out of context. I just want to say my uh, favourite... One of my favourite zingers I wrote down... Um, well not a zinger so much as just me writing down what was happening at the time there's a pl- minor police character who may have been one of the old people who was it supposed to be important we don't know uh, after the naval boats get blown up um, he says the line that I tried to transcribe as he was saying it was the other hand belongs to these pirates and he says it in such an angry <laughs> stereotypically moustache twirlingly villainous way it's like the other hand belongs to these pirates it's like you're on our side you fucking dick <laughs> he was never outed as, I don't think he was ever outed as a traitor but he may have been there's a lot of characters there was a lot of characters in this and like they, a lot of them seem to have the same general role 
I didn't have that they put them all in the same uniform and then the yeah. bits when they weren't wearing the same uniform they were all wearing the same black leotard and, <laughs> and they didn't have they didn't have names yeah. <laughs> so not as legit the only dragon and fatso seemed to and fatso wasn't in much of it he just came and went as he wanted putting guns in logs uh, <laughs> guns in logs okay. that's not a euphemism <laughs> that's not a euphemism there's a legitimate scene where he pulls out a log and puts some guns in it right, last last scene is all we what I want to talk about here because it's got the classic Jackie Chananism, which is a term I just invented. You're welcome, the internet. Hashtag Jackie Chananism. Where, like, the last scene is in the fucking ocean, and it's the camera <laughs> pulling away on a hilarious gag. But the hilarious gag in this is that they've made the little boats after they've blown up the pirate island that they saved, yada, yada, yada. They're in the little boat. The other pirates are swimming away after them, and they can't find which way is the way to go back to Hong Kong. You're the Navy. <laughs> how do you not know how to navigate not only that you're the friggin navy there's a, a line earlier in the movie you where the so navy gets cancelled so proud about being the navy kept saying oh you've locked up our best navigators <laughs> and these are the guys on the boat at the end going which way is east which way is west it's... we don't know how to navigate on oh the water we're God. just the navy for god's sake I know this is just, they, they were just looking for a joke to go out on but it's just oh my stuff like that it's like if you're not paying attention to the script Jackie Chan why am I paying attention to the movie <laughs> well, why was those ridiculously cool bike stunts <laughs> <laughs> so well, summation Danny Trejo wasn't in it very much only Danny Trejo like... was not in it very and much the bits he was in even though it wasn't actually him physically he kind of dominated it kind of he mm. was really good so the thing is though you can't legitimately call it a good Danny Trio movie because he's not in it enough for it to be a Danny Trio movie if someone said to me I'm a big Danny Trio fan where should I start? There's no way in yeah. hell you'd say Project A because he's not in it. Yeah. It's for the, the hardest of the hardcores. Yeah. Um, but it's not a bad movie. So I'd, I'd list that movie, as like yeah. a good movie. I mean, it's not Citizen Kane. It's not trying to be. It's not a bad movie. It's not a good bad movie either. I'd say it was just I don't a think good it was, movie. I think a lot of the stuff that we are making fun of was just tropes from the that early, genre, yeah, early yeah. 80s kind of thing that we've, we've kind of evolved past them enjoyable the 21st century mindset we just look down upon <laughs> sneeringly it was enjoyable do I need to watch it again not really what would you say the uh, the Danny Trio rating for that would be in terms of a Jackie Chan movie though was it a good Jackie Chan movie was it a bad Jackie Chan movie I think it was a good Jackie Chan movie because it, it, it was around about the time period where he hadn't destroyed his body with <laughs> insane stunt so he was the, still the, the biggest nippy. letdown was there was no bloopers at the end because that's like yeah. that's my favourite part of the Jackie Chan movie when you get to see him almost die and you go ooh <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really hope that's not the bit people remember the best part of a Jackie Chan movie is watching Whoa, him almost die that says much more about the society of today than it does of the society of then does it because yeah. we, we're just we're just here to see him fail aren't we <laughs> we are terrible terrible yeah. human beings Terrible, out of shape people watching a man at the height of his athletic prowess <laughs> fall down. <laughs> Look at the guy fall down. Oh, uh, shovel oh, junk we... food in our faces like the pigs we are. <laughs> it was, he was like, uh, there was. I'm sure, pretty sure there was some other scary shit in there. Like he dangling from the clock tower. What we did. Yeah. yeah. There was a there was a alleged scene that was pretty good. Uh, that's fine. We'll, we'll air around that. So, summation. Good film. Uh, not the best Danny Trio film but Danny Trio was in it we've seen it that's logged we'll give it two machetes out of five <laughs> that's, that's brilliant two machetes out of five okay so next on the list is Runaway Train is that the one with um, Woody Harrelson and no I'm thinking of something else 
There is a Woody Harrelson with a train movie, isn't there? What's Money that? Train. Money Train, yeah. I got a money in that train. <laughs> Does Woody really smoke that much weed? Okay, so um, let's give you a little taste of what that's going to be about the internet. So you get excited for the next episode, which will have much more clear formats. Two escaped no, convicts. <laughs> Two escaped convicts and a female railway worker find themselves trapped on a train with no brakes and nobody driving. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Um, I wonder which one Danny Trejo is going to play out of the convicts or the female <laughs> ro- railway worker. This this is uh, his first actual movie, so he's like he's going to be like uncredited thug either. Uh, so we'll we'll do that next time. Uh, yeah. Please don't kill us, Danny. <laughs> we only mean you well. Uh, by the end of the three hundred of these, but it's, it's got to get in Danny Trejo's ear eventually. This is being made, and he's going to come around and kill and us. No, no, he's going to understand that we're doing this purely out of love and respect and reverence. And uh, I think we should uh, end every episode reminding everyone that. Reminding that. Because we will be taking the piss a lot. And acknowledging that by saying thank you, Danny Trio, for 